Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Um, I'm going to ask you guys for a favor this morning. Okay. Um, normally, I'm not opposed to uh, feedback, live feedback as I'm preaching, but this morning, we're going to ask you to just hold off. Okay. Um, some of you guys know me a little bit more than others, and I'm going to choose to be a little bit vulnerable with you today. So, uh, like, you know, it, it may impact me if you're just like, mm-hmm, that's him, yep, all right, and so, so the, the, the amens can relax and uh, preach it, he knows what he's talking about, all right, and so uh, if you guys could do that for me, that would be awesome, okay, so for example, um, I was grocery shopping with my mom a little while ago, uh, it was many years ago, and I was standing in line to pay for these groceries, and uh, you know, just picked a random line or whatever, and then this, these other lines start to, like, shorten. And I just stay standing in this line that I have to wait for. And my mom is just kind of looking at me. She's shorter than I am, so. And I'm tall in some countries, you know. <laughs> um, so I'm just standing there waiting. We're waiting to pay. And then, you know, it shortens even more. And other lines become shorter. And she's still, like bewildered that I'm still standing in this same line. And, uh, you know, time's still going on, and, and she, she says something to me. She goes, well, that's not like you, right? And, um, okay, so this is not where this, like, mm-hmm, that sounds like him. Okay, that doesn't come in. And so it was odd that she found that I was more patient than I normally am. This would also apply to driving, you know, uh, and many other areas of my life. And so uh, sometimes, you know, things happen and, and I just can't explain it. As I was sitting with this passage uh, this week, I was convicted uh, of a few things. Um, the first is that, that sports might be the most unhelpful thing to spiritual living. Would you guys agree with that? You know, when I'm lacing up my skates or I'm tying my shoes, I'm not thinking, man, I can't wait to be more gentle out there. I am going to bring the peace. Oh, they are going to feel it, right? And so I'm not armed with a hockey stick to promote peace or patience or kindness. You know what I'm saying? Breaking the rule, man. I'm going to keep you late for that one. All right? And so I almost quit playing hockey a long time ago because I didn't like what came out of me, and I didn't like how it made me feel. At the time, I couldn't explain it. Have you guys ever felt like that? Maybe it's an activity you were involved in, a game or a sport. Some guys are crazy at Monopoly, like divide households, friendships. Or maybe it's when you're around a certain crowd. Maybe it's in the dressing room or amongst a group, fun group of friends. Maybe it's when the ladies get together and it quickly turns to gossip. Or when the guys come together and the jokes start flying and the bashing starts. Or maybe it's who you become after you have a drink. Or when you attend a party 
Am I talking about like those house parties we used to go to when we were young? Maybe. Or am I talking about an office party like at Christmas? Or a gathering at a friend's house or at a teammate's place? Is it a relationship that is unhealthy? Hanging around someone that's really negative. But what if that's my dad? Or a girlfriend? Or maybe it's a person whose friendship you really enjoy, but it brings you down or leads you to areas you don't want to be. Of being cruel, crude jokes, stealing, things that are maybe sexual or criminal. As followers of Jesus, we have the freedom to have relationships, to participate in any activity, not any activity, but activities, basically to live. I shared that I really like sports, but I had to quit playing because it wasn't good for me. I enjoyed playing cards, but I found when I played poker or some other games, for even maybe five bucks, that I thought about gaining or losing money far after the game was done. And relationships, right? Relationships are a hard one because they're people, and we love people. I still want to love and minister to people, but sometimes we may have to have some boundaries around the people that are maybe not the healthiest for us. So should we gamble or drink or hang out with people that do? Should we have a relationship with this broken and corrupt world? Would we ask the Holy Spirit this morning? Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, should we hang out with people that gamble, that drink, or maybe with people that do? Should we hang out with people that are part of a corrupt and sinful world? And as you bring people to our minds, God, I pray that you would tell us. We want to pray this morning, come, Holy Spirit. Fill this place. Fill our hearts. And make your word come alive to us this morning. Amen. And so we're picking up in our sermon series on the Holy Spirit. And Pastor Caleb last week led us into being encouraged to walk with the Spirit. Or stay in step with the Spirit. And Galatians is where we find ourselves this morning. And where we find the fruit of the Spirit. Seeing and experiencing the fruit of the Spirit shows us that we're in step with the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, Paul is talking to us about freedom. So if you want to turn there, that's where we'll be. And so God gave us the law because of sin. The world is full of sin, and so God gave us the law to help sinners navigate the world, giving order and how to keep in covenant relationship with God. And isn't it just like our nature to take the law that was meant to help us to live well, but to turn it into legalism? 
This was a temporary plan and has found its plan, its fulfillment in Jesus Christ. So Paul here is writing to the churches in Galatia with whom he has a strong and close relationship with. And because of this relationship, he uses strong language with them as he addresses the false teaching that is happening amongst this area and in these churches. A big issue in the church was the relationship between Christian Jews and Christian Gentiles. Galatians chapter 2.15, it says, We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we have also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. Because by the works of the law, no one is justified. Many reveled at just being justified by the law. They saw it as a bunch of rules. Hey, I can keep that. A checklist that they can do. And they boasted about it. But Paul tells them that justification comes only by faith in Jesus. Not by works under the law. Skipping down to chapter 5, verse 18, it says, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. False teachers were around and they suggested that since Christians are not under the law and they live by grace, they have freedom. We have freedom, right? We can do whatever we want. Isn't that what freedom means? Some may have interpreted this way, that freedom means permission to live a lawless and degenerate life. But no, we are justified made right because Jesus paid the price for your sins, for our sins. We were bought at a price. Another way of saying we're no, under law, no longer under the law is the old is gone and the new has come. Don't go back there. That's not you. And so as we pick up in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, where we find the fruit of the Spirit, what's the first word hopefully in your translation of that verse, it says, but. So when we see but in the Bible, that means there's usually something preceding that. And we're just going to go back a few verses. And so before the fruit of the Spirit comes, what's being referred to as the flesh. Examples of that sexual immorality, which is anything contrary to the way God created sex idolatry, anything or anyone we put before God, fits of rage, sorcery, jealousy. We no longer play with Ouija boards or go to palm readings or buy lottery tickets. We don't read horoscopes or worship people, dead or alive, not even the saints. These things don't reflect the Holy Spirit. That's not new life. The old is gone and the new has come. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. 
A few verses before, it says, For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Loving your neighbor is hard, isn't it? So I want you to turn to your neighbor, and I want you to say, it's really hard to love you. <laughs> oh, wait, go ahead. Now I want you to turn to the other side, your second choice, and say, neighbor, I'm really hard to love. So what does it look like to be a follower of Jesus? So if I'm a follower of Jesus and I have the Holy Spirit, how's my life going to change? Here are some evidences of the Holy Spirit in your life. The Bible describes these as fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love. Joy. Peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, this morning I was really tempted to create this scorecard for us of the fruit of the Spirit. But my fear is you'd just use it on me. And so if I were to give you a scorecard, let's say for your spouse, or for your kids, or for your pastor, or for the person who's sitting next to you, how would you score them? Shall we do that together? All right. So love. Okay. So like, look around, pick somebody, yourself. And where do you, what would you give yourself for love? I'm pretty loving most of the time. Joy? Eh, not this week. Uh, patience, negative 10, you know, self-control, ask your kids. <laughs> so now what does our scorecard look like? I think if we were honest, we all have a ways to go. In doing those scorecards in our head, if you thought of someone or you're thinking of yourself of needing more patience, more gentleness, more self-control, I think some of your social media posts need some, a scorecard on the fruit of the Spirit. So let's read a few, shall we? Uh, you were shaken. You were shaken. So your friend, maybe your wife, or your son, or your coworker. Or maybe your brother or your sister, they need to be more loving. They could be more kind. What they really need is more of the Holy Spirit. Now think quality, not quantity. I could use more peace, more joy, more faithfulness, more goodness. I need more of the Holy Spirit. Again, quality, not quantity. This fruit we desire comes from the Holy Spirit. Our job is to desire the Holy Spirit and to abide in him. In the Gospel of John, it says, 
Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. So you see, the gift, the Holy Spirit is a gift. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, it says, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Look at this piano over here. Let's think of this piano as a gift. It's awesome. It's majestic even. Man, I wish I could play this thing. I've seen these, one of these things before. But I just got it. Hmm. What do I do now? I could keep it clean. I could keep it polished. And maybe if I look at it long enough, it'll play itself. I wish I could play this thing and that my parents' money paid off. <laughs> Does anyone know how to play this? Does anyone know how to play this thing? <laughs> oh. say Josh and I each received a piano as a gift. You heard how mine sounds, and now you hear how Josh, Josh's sounds. Don't we wish sometimes that we could play like this? that our lives would sound like this. That maybe we're just as holy as Josh is. Josh seeks to spend time with his gift, and he loves it. He sees how attractive it is to him and to others. He loves how it impacts a single person or a whole group of people. Holy Spirit is like this gift, like a piano. Maybe you didn't know that when you become a Christian, you get a piano in the mail. What would happen if I spent more time with this piano? What if I learned and interacted with it, played with it, and engaged it?
all of us have the entire Holy Spirit. If we liken the Spirit to the piano, our lives are meant to be beautiful, abundant, and amazing. We all have the Holy Spirit if you are a follower of Jesus. But the real question might be, how much of the Holy Spirit, how much of us does the Holy Spirit have? We all have the Holy Spirit if you're a follower of Jesus. But the real question might be, how much does the Holy Spirit have of us? So should we gamble or drink or hang around with people that do? Should we have relationships with a broken and corrupt world? Thanks, Josh. Should we hang out with sinners? Should we hang out with sinners? Yes, you're one of them. But our role is to share Jesus with our world. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives in you. You are to bring joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Not on our own strength, but by the Spirit. I still play hockey, but I try to bring some fun to it and build relationships. Those of you who play hockey with me, We'll just leave it at that, all right? I still play cards with my friends, but they know I don't like to play for money, and it's not healthy for me. So if it's for fun, I go, and if it's for money, they know not to invite me. I thank God for the people in my life. Some I've had boundaries with, and sometimes I make choices to spend more time with others than some. For some of us, he'll ask us to end an activity or a relationship. And some he may ask us to end it for a time. Or maybe the Holy Spirit is asking you to change the relationship you have with an activity or a relationship. If you're a follower of Jesus, the old is gone and the new has come. You've received the gift of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is fruit to give you life, and to help give life to others. So would you listen to this gift? Lean into the Spirit and walk into the fruitful life that God has called you to. And so this morning as we respond, um, got this at about 2.30 in the morning, I'm going to pray for you guys. And together we're going to stand, but... We're going to pick which one of these you feel the Spirit is leading you 
to wanting more of for yourself and maybe for others. Okay, can we do that together? So by the end of this, all of us are going to be standing and we'll pray together and then we'll walk into a song. So um, I know that this could be awkward and I'm asking you to be bold here. So if, if we won't tell anybody, but if you, if you stand up, it can be for the person next to you, okay? But, but we won't make any assumptions. So let's say like dad's next to you, it'd be like, peace, bing, I'm up right away, okay? Love, okay? All of these things. So let's, let's, let's begin, okay? So if, if this is something that you feel like the spirit is asking you, it's like, I need more of this in my life. I need to exhibit this more in my life. Would you stand with me? For who is it love? I need to experience more of the love of, of God. I need to be more loving to my family and to my friends, to my church. Joy. Is there anyone lacking joy in this room? Peace. We could all use a lot more peace, couldn't we? In the world that we're living in today. Patience. Okay, we're almost halfway down the list, so heads up. Kindness. Kindness. Don't make me call you up. Goodness. Faithfulness. Okay, there's only two more left. If you guys don't help me here, I'm going to start making things up. Like generosity. Agreeability. Second last, gentleness and self-control. Let me pray for you guys as you bow your heads and close your eyes. Um, If there's anybody that is wanting to pray with me, please join me as we pray. You can pray out loud. We can pray for those things that you stood up for. Asking for more of the Spirit. We want to pray, come Holy Spirit. All right, let's pray together. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Not because you needed our invitation, but we just want to have an open posture, maybe with open hands, to say we want more of you. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. We are poor in spirit this morning. We need more of you today. And so as we stand before you as a church, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we need more. Would you give us more love? Would you give us more joy? Would you give us peace? both the concerns that are on our hearts. Would you give us that assurance that we are redeemed by your love? Would you give us more patience? Teach us to be kind. Teach us to be faithful. Would you give us more gentleness? 
you teach us how to be good? And would you give us and help us with our self-control? Thank you, God, that you've given us the whole Holy Spirit, that you desire our lives to be beautiful, to be amazing, and to be full. And so we desire that life with you and pray that you would help us, that you would fill us, and you would come in power. We pray this in the strong and powerful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.